What's up, people? We back with another podcast. Um, sorry I didn't see you guys or talk to you guys last week. I have a fantastic reason for that. Uh, today we're going to have a conversation. Today we're going to have a conversation. Um, we're going to have a discussion about toxic parenting parenting, and uh, befriending your kids. Uh, in today's society, uh, have we passed down horrible behaviors due to not properly healing from our own childhood trauma? Or are our kids just misinformed? There's a couple of videos that popped up uh, over the past week, two weeks, uh, that I wanted to share with you guys. And it's from two kids from two different perspectives, but they're kind of talking about the same things, but their deliveries were totally different. So we're going to listen to these videos. We're going to break them down. I'm going to play devil's advocate today. And uh, we are going to have a conversation. Toxic parenting or misinformed kids. That's what we're going to get into today. So um, if you're stuck in traffic, I apologize. Um, if you're sitting at home chilling, man, grab your fa- favorite drink, kick your feet up, uh, sit back, relax, man. We'll be back with a pretty interesting episode today. So as always, man, we're going to get this music. And uh, we'll be back in a second. Shout out to my guy, uh, Brennan. Brennan sent me a message and told me, uh, he told me that <laughs> he told me that my podcast intro sound like a Maybach music, uh, song, <laughs> a Maybach music song, uh, with Rick Ross, man. But, uh, appreciate y'all, man. Listen, so I'm back, uh, back, finally back in town after a little, uh, little work trip. Had to go to a, a little class, uh, to learn about, uh, evasion and, uh, Conduct after capture, affectionately known as ECAC in the uh, military world. So, um, you know, duty called. And it was kind of one of those places, man, I was in training for like a long time. So I really didn't have time to really, you know, bring the whole setup, which I'm still kind of trying to figure out myself. Like, you know, when I go, you know, overseas or something like that, like how exactly am I going to move this podcast with me uh, to keep it going? So, I don't know. I got some ideas. We still working on it. Uh, we still figuring it out. But uh, nonetheless, welcome back. My therapist made me do this podcast with Mario and friends. I am, of course, Mario. Now, let's go back uh, to feedback from the last show. Happy Father's Day, Mom. Um, man, nothing negative, which really surprised me. And may I also add that uh, I don't know if people just got the hint. Or a lot of people that used to be real pro, uh, I want to honor my mom 
uh, for Father's Day, kind of grew up and had kids at this point. But, man, it was really dope just to see, like, so many dads uh, being honored and appreciated for the things that they do. And, you know, sometimes they may be little things. They may be big things, depending on, you know, how we as dads look at them. But, man, I'm going to tell you, like, we don't we don't get a lot of credit, you know, for for during our throughout the year, most of our kids' lives. It's almost kind of understood, like, being a dad sometimes is a thankless job. Like, mom is going to get all the spotlight. And we're just kind of, boy, y'all should see the look on uh, Jessica's face. Oh, say hey, man. Yeah, she here. She in the building. Um, but, man, yeah, like, we typically don't get a lot of the, you know, thank you, Dad. You're awesome, blah, blah, blah. We just normally, if somebody hurt, somebody trying to break in the house, that's pretty much all people use us for, for the most part. But, uh, man, shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to my wife, man, wife and kids, making sure I had a, a nice uh, Father's Day. You know, I appreciate it, even though I kind of, I don't want to say drop the ball. I was busy. We were busy. We had a lot of life going on. But I will make it up to you next year, I promise. Okay? okay. Man, don't let me forget about this, y'all. I ain't going to never hear the end of this shit. <laughs> but, um, man, so let's just get into some quick housekeeping stuff. Just some kind of random stuff that's been happening <laughs> since I've been gone. Um, man, so... I got a new chair, y'all. Now, this ain't a big deal, right? But, uh, you know, I was saw this little ad on, uh, not ad, but this little post on, like, our Facebook page, little neighborhood Facebook page. This is when you know you're getting old, man. When you 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 move into a neighborhood and they have, like, a community Facebook page, and it's, like, the unofficial, like, neighborhood watch, yard sale page. It be all kinds of weirdness happening, man. I'm turning to that old person like, man, like, who is that in the neighborhood? What they doing over here? I'm turning to that guy slowly, y'all. I'm I'm sorry. I'm turning to that guy. But nonetheless, this lady goes, uh, hey, anybody need a, a chair? And it's like one of those little gamer chairs or whatever. So I'm like, oh, man, that would actually be really cool. You know, just because the chairs I got now, they are, right. you know, a little Walmart specials, you know what I'm saying? But this one got a nice little back rest, little neck rest. You know, the little gamer chairs, the little nerds. They can sit in and they just be spending all day in them. Man, awesome chair, right? So I hit the lady up and I'm like, hey, want to buy the chair? What up? So she goes, yeah, you know, cool. Pull up tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So we get everything set up. Next day comes, I go see her, right? Go see her. Pull up in the truck, you know, and there's always that. You ever buy stuff from, like, people you never met before? And there's always, like, that really awkward small talk. It's never just like, hey, here's the product. Here's the money. I got the product. Have a nice day. It's never that. It's never that. So I'm talking to the lady, and uh, she said, oh, you know, do you play video games? I said, no. Um, I actually, I do a podcast, and, like, the chair would just be perfect in, in my game room where I do my podcast. Hey, you know, just... Cool little chair, you know, nice little, got a little, little, <laughs> little adjustable armrest. It's a pretty cool little situation. So I said, man, I'm like, no offense, but I said, I don't really take you as a gamer. Like, why, why do you have this chair? So she was like, oh, um, a friend of mine owed me some money and she moved out or she moved away. So I was just selling the chair for her. But don't worry, I'm going to I'm gonna give her the money. And I was like, oh, I mean, I don't care. You know, I'm just I'm just here to buy the chair. Whoever you're giving the money to, you know, my, ain't none of my concern. So she goes, uh, 
So what do you like? What do you do? And I said, Oh, you know, I like you know telling about the jam and how I was using for my podcast. So I'm telling about the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Telling them what I do and all that kind of stuff. And she said, Oh man, that's that's fantastic. She said, You know, I was um, I'm uh, I used to do meth, and I was like, <laughs> I know that ain't who I think it is. So I'm saying like, uh, okay, like that's a weird transition. Like we didn't say anything about like drugs or alcohol or nothing. I just told her what the podcast was about, you know, laugh, empower, showcase, you know, that kind of thing. And then boom, here we are talking about meth. So I'm like, oh, you know, cool. So she's like, yeah, I used to do meth uh, real bad. And, you know, I'm recovering for it. You know, I recovered from it, I think. But she was like, yeah, you know. Just gonna sell this chair and uh, just take the money and send it to my friend. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, what if she's like not fully recovered from meth, and what if she stole the chair from her friend, and now I'm buying the chair from her to hide the evidence that she stole it, but she using the money to get meth. These are the things that go in my head. But nonetheless, nonetheless, it was just really weird. But so, you know, I didn't go like creep her Facebook page. She had like this really, this weird picture with like this big ass smile. So it comes to find out she was at a a dental place. She had a dental place and like she got like all her teeth like reconstructed. Like I don't know if they took them all out and put new ones in. But it was because she had done so much meth. And I was like, Wow, like, wow, like you, you are a real meth head, like former, I think, meth head. But I don't know, it was just weird. So whenever I come in the game, my sitting chair, I always laugh. Cause I'm like, man, like my podcast chair came from a meth head. Like I don't, it might not be funny to y'all. It's funny to me. Here y'all, here y'all. So <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless. But thank you. Uh, lady who I hope doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> because she may burn my house down. But uh, thank you, lady uh, who sold me the chair. Um, it is fantastic. I love it. It's super duper comfy. Um, so listen, let me um, let me kind of let me tell you about my my training last week. So like I said, uh, it's called evasion and capture, evasion and conduct after capture. Right. So it's a a lot of the class is classified information. So there's parts of it that I would love to tell you guys about, but I literally cannot, like I cannot tell it, but I will give you a brief overview as to what the class is about. Right? So essentially if I were to deploy to a not regular environment where it's kind of, um, the locals are easily accessible to you, you know, like you, you go to another country and you may be able, you may have to interact with the locals like I do sometimes, like depending on what's going on. Um, any event that you are uh, captured or held hostage, like there's this whole course that they teach you how to, uh, man, I got to be careful. All right, so <laughs> they teach you how to conduct, yeah, they just, they teach you how to conduct yourself in the event that you're ever captured. And so much so, I mean, they break it down from like how to hold an interview or how to answer questions uh, without answering questions. Uh, being uh, restrained and how to maybe or maybe not get out of said restraining devices. Basically, any any of these weird movies you've ever seen, 
on a TV where the people be like in handcuffs and shackles and things like that, and then they mysteriously break out of them. Yeah, so that's actually real training. I, I would just I would tell you that it is it is real training, and I have now named myself uh, the Black MacGyver. The Black MacGyver is my new name because I feel like I can escape from anything. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, so in my class, there's this guy. This guy now this isn't this isn't important to the story, but it's important to the nickname he got by the people that were holding us hostage. So his nickname was Feminine. So he was a he was a, a same gender loving individual and uh you know real cool guy right so was, they was messing with him so we were in these the classroom was like three to a table right so you know we're in very close quarters and you know I'm I make sure you know if I'm in close confines with people I always make sure I got like some gum uh some water you know some little snacks or something like that so the whole morning I mean like I'm smelling like this. Horrid, like I mean, just oh my god, like it was the worst. It smelled like somebody had literally like made a a, a breakfast smoothie out of like trash can juice. Like it was terrible. So I finally started looking around. I narrowed it down, and it's the guy that's sitting next to me. It's the it's feminine. That's his name, feminine. So he's doing this thing where like. He he's yawning, which is no big deal, you know. Maybe because I'm medical, I understand. Like you know, you don't just open your mouth all, you know what I'm saying? Like you normally know, cover your mouth, you know that kind of thing. Just be respectful. Not feminine. Not feminine. Feminine was wide mouth, like he was in a church choir singing. I mean, just letting it all just go. I mean, just stank breath everywhere. Everywhere, just stank breath everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god, like this boy's breath smells horrid. So I'm like, okay, so maybe you know, maybe he didn't brush his teeth that good. Maybe he didn't brush his tongue. You know how we tell people, make sure you brush your tongue. Cause a lot of people with real white teeth, stanky breath, because they don't ever wash, they don't ever brush their tongue. So we go to lunch, and I'm like, cool, we go to lunch. He going to get something to eat. He got to have a meal or something. You know, the meal kind of, you know, you, you know, kind of. Take the breast smell away. Nope. We come back from lunch. Oh, man. Feminine breath. Still stank. I mean, stank, stank. Like, it's almost like three times worse than it was in the morning. So, man, for four days straight, I suffered next to Feminine. Because, I mean, he just yawning all day. So, you know, I'm like offering people gum. You know what I'm saying? Just, hey, little midday breath fresh. The boy chewing the gum. He's still chewing the gum. And his breath is like, <laughs> this is no match for stanky breath. Like it was just eating. Like I mean, just the wind, the winter green just melting. Like it didn't, it didn't. There was no breath freshening process taking place with feminine, right? So this is just a friendly reminder. Like whenever you're in a class, or if you like me, if you talk a lot, man, I always make sure I have, you know, mints or something close to me because I know, like, or like if I don't eat breakfast sometimes, or I go a long time without talking, you know, you get that kind of ain't eight name, or I ain't been talking for a long time, bro. So if I'm talking to people for a long, you know, extended amount of time, I always make sure I got me a little, like, look right across my desk. I'm looking at a, a ice pack of ice breakers. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you got some, um, you know, the fresh and your breath. Don't be feminine. You know what I'm saying? Don't be feminine. And don't be yawning all over the place. Uh, spreading the asshole breath 
of all the people, the Jews and the Gentiles, across the room because every, people have to suffer. There's plants dying. There's carbon dioxide dying in the air. Like, the integrity of the building is weakening because of how bad your breath smell could. So just make sure, you know, you take the extra time, brush your tongue, or whatever it is you got to do. Do that for your boy, okay? Do that for your boy. Now, let's talk about our update on our merchandise. Are you excited? You want to tell us about it? Oh, my merchandise coordinator does not want to tell. doesn't want to talk. Oh, she said she's gonna wait. <laughs> she said she's gonna wait until uh, we get it all together and get a promo together. But I am really excited about this. So, uh, suppose wait, July sixth—that's tomorrow. No, oh, today is the, okay. Yeah. So Wednesday, July sixth is when um, the shirts will be ready. So we uh, we got some nice little packaging uh, coming lined up for you. Some nice little goodies that we're gonna put in the back. We will make we'll make sure we do it right. You know what I'm saying? Is uh, and we'll give details. Obviously, uh, when everything comes in, uh, I don't know. We may just we may go live. Maybe we'll go live. What you think about that? Cause it'll be this week. Yeah, it'll be this week. So maybe we'll go live, show people the you know the shirts and the sizes and the colors. And uh, cause it'll be a, the first run will be very limited, you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of gauge, you know, the interest there and kind of see what's there. Uh, I ain't trying to bust your head with the prices or nothing like that, you know. Just trying to make what I spent on the shirt, cover the shipping. Stuff is yours, right? But I'm really excited about this because me and Jessica have been in like, like some very thought out conversations about you know making this really nice and making sure we do things, you know, in decency. So when you get it, you like, man, like. This is nice. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure, you know, people have a, a pleasant experience when they open up their podcast merch. I'm excited. Are you excited, Merchandise Coordinator? She claims she's excited. Um, we'll see how excited she is. You know, if this gets crazy, you know, she'll be in charge of shipping and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you have any shipping issues, you can cuss her out because you won't be cussing, you won't be cussing me out. No, but I'm excited about it, though. So. Let's get into the topic, man, because I'm not going to be here all night. How often do I say that, man? Every time. I say that every time. I'm So, I really think 45 minutes is my sweet spot. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't remember which episode it was. It was 45 minutes. And, man, did fantastic. Like, fantastic. So, we're going to try to keep it within there. Now, came across this video. Friend of mine on Facebook. Her name is Tequivia. Tequivia Joiner, thank you, Tequivia, uh, for for uh, sharing this. But it's like this. I don't know if it's a a parents form. I can't find the original video. Um, but one of the questions that was asked in the forum was, "Do you want your parents to be your best friend, and what does that look like?" So there was a young lady that stood up and she gave a amazing answer, really kind of poured into a, like poured out a lot of what goes on in her life. I'm assuming things that she's witnessing other people's life. And uh, she gave a fantastic answer. And uh, I'm going to play the first two parts and we'll comment on that. Then we'll play the last two parts 
and then we'll comment on that. And then we'll move on to the second one, who um this young lady, very similar views, but she's more like um the name of she did a video called Black Parents, Here's Why Your Kids Hate You. And uh she made some she made some valid points, which is her presentation was very off. And I wanna I'm gonna play a couple of minutes of that. And then we're going to get into that, and then we're going to bring it home. And uh, I truly feel like, and you'll probably hear me say this a couple times, but, like, there's some grace that has to be uh, given to parents and parents and kids. And uh, once you once you hear these first, these uh, these comments from these people, you'll, you'll understand what I'm coming, where I'm coming from. Now, like I said, I'll kind of be devil's advocate. Like, I'm not saying what this young lady said is wrong because this is her opinion. This is her experience. I'm never going to tell somebody how they should feel about something. I'll tell you if I agree or disagree, I feel like I'm allowed to do that. Um, or if I may have a differing view. Because some of the things she said, I understand as a parent and a child of a parent that, you know, was working a lot, busy. You know, so I I get that part. So without further ado, like I said, I'm going to play the first part. It's about a minute. It's a minute and 29 seconds. Second one is like 40 seconds. We'll talk about that. Then we'll get into part three and four. We'll talk about that. And then we'll play the the why your parents, why your kids hate you part. We'll talk about that. And then everybody goes home. I know. Shut up, Mario. Get into the video. All right. So without further ado, here we go. If you are a parent, this is for you. your best friend. And what does it look like? I mean, we want to we want to hear what you say. Somebody's over here. Smiley coming up. So in my house, um, with my mom, it was always everything was up for discussion. Everything was up for discussion because my mama, she a real understanding person. So it was literally a conversation I had growing up with me. I'm a real knowledgeable knowledgeable person. I like to know a lot of stuff. So I literally, so the way I would come across and say things, she'll be like, I know you're not coming from a, a standpoint of um, you trying to be disrespectful to people, but some people don't understand you how I understand you. So you might have to correct yourself. So I literally had a conversation with my mom. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you stuff and stop me when I get disrespectful. I express my feelings, but that don't happen with everybody. And so when I was standing up here and you guys were like, don't belittle your children, but the whole statement of, you're not on my level sounds like belittlement to us. It's saying you're not as, you don't have as much value as me. You're not as important to me. You don't put up what I put up. So you can't have a say so in what we do. Mm. You don't pay bills. You don't, you don't own this house. You don't pay for nothing. <laughs> so, and it's, oh, it's good. And it, go ahead. Say go ahead. Go ahead. And, when you make when you bring up the stuff that you do for your children, it makes us feel like a burden. It makes us feel like I can't wait till I grow up so I don't have to be a burden to you anymore. If you say it's like it's like when you like when people be like your parents had a life before you, it makes you feel like I made you so miserable and bitter and like I just don't want to be here anymore because you don't want me to be here anymore. So why should I be here and put my best before if the person who gave birth to me and made me come in this life doesn't want me? How am I supposed to look at somebody else for love if I feel like I'm not getting love at home? What do you do when you want to have somebody to talk to, but they they like 
you can't talk to them. You go to somebody else to talk to, and that's not who you want us to talk to. How am I supposed to come and talk to you, and you don't listen to me, but somebody else may listen to me, but they not go treat me how you want me to be treated. You love me, but you don't show it. But they don't love me, but they act like they love me. So I'm going to go to the person that acts like they love Jeez. me and not the person who... <laughs> I'm going to go to the person who acts like they love me. Because when you, when you grow up like this and you grow up with people who emotionally stunt your growth, you go looking for other people and you insecure. You go looking for other people for sex, for people who are going to tell you, oh, you're pretty. That's why the first person to tell you you're pretty, I'm glad my mama... All right, so <clears throat> like I said, this this girl can't be she can't be older than fifteen, like fourteen or fifteen. And um, kudos to her first of all for um, just going up in this forum and and saying this. You know what I'm saying? That, that's very ballsy on her part. Um, one thing, the the main thing that, that jumped out uh, when she spoke was communication. Now I will tell you. Uh, as a parent, and let me preface this by saying, I know some of you out there, you know, you're perfect parents, your kids never give you any trouble, your life is great, and we thank you for your service. For the rest of us, um, we have little things to deal with, you know what I'm saying? I have a I have a, a child that's a, a 16-year-old, and uh, he's going through that whole teenager phase, and I have a 10-year-old that is literally, the he is playing the role of middle child by definition. Like he is kind of like you know used to he was used to being the baby, now he ain't the baby no more. So you know he he pipe up you know when he he wants to get attention he kind of knows the buttons to push to drive us literally all crazy. Um, so yeah, so don't want anybody to think that my house is you know a a well oil machine. It is literally every day. I mean it's literally like dealing with you're dealing with three different people. In three different phases of their life. Now, as a parent, I don't, my parents never raised me to, they never treated me like they were my friend. Honestly, I think when I got older and I had a family, like like the way I talk to my parents now, I don't want to say we, I don't want to say we talk like we're friends, but our conversation isn't, it isn't as uh, structured and, you know, as it used to be like when I was like 10, you know what I'm saying? So communication is super important. And it's also very difficult, especially these days uh, with so many distractions that you have. The kids have like the phone and the TV and like the peer pressures and things like that. And a lot of it is trying to relate to where your kids are. You know what I'm saying? You can spend all the time in the world with your kids. Like, your kids are are actively going to start, if they haven't already, they're going to actively start going through these phases of trying to figure out who they are. Now, most of us, I'm going to assume, went through those same phases. I went through the the phase where I thought I wanted to be a rapper when I grew up, and I was rapping and, you know, making, like, little stupid songs. I never forget the first, first rap song I ever made. It was called Riding on Chrome. It was, ooh. Riding on Chrome. It was terrible. It was terrible. But you can tell me that I, you know, I was going to be a rapper. So in that, you know, I started hanging out with my friends. I started trying to live a life that I thought a rapper, you know, lived. Like going out doing illegal stuff. Like all the kinds of just like random ignorant shit. Because I'm like, man, if I'm going to be a rapper, I got to make sure I live the stuff I, I rap about. 
You know what I'm saying? I've always been like a, my wife calls me an undercover Bible scholar. So, you know, I always, I love Jesus periodically. So, you know, I went through that phase. I was like, you know, the good kid, you know, trying to make sure everybody's well. And I was like, I don't know. You go through a bunch of phases. And as a, as a parent, you want to you wanna kind of keep your kids within certain boundaries. Like you you want them to go through, you know, phases, phases of life to figure out who they are. Because if you don't give them that, then they're going to end up being like you. And like, I don't know if y'all like me. I don't want my kids to be like me. I want you to see or learn the mistakes that I made. And I want you to be better than me. But I don't want you to like, my kids, they can never do the things that I've done in life. Just their makeup and how they are, they'll never be able to do the things that I did. And that's okay. Because I want them to do something totally different. Now, when it comes to like adulting, and we're going to talk about this on the the, the the video with the other young lady. Man, to me it's important that kids understand. Because I, I don't want to say I fall victim to this, but I'm a huge advocate of this. Because when we as parents say, you know, we gave her put a roof over your head and we do this, I kind of get offended when people say, Oh, well, like, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. That is what we're supposed to do. But everybody isn't fortunate, fortunate enough to be in that position. Like, this whole, don't get me started on, like, the people that have kids and think they're grown. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't feel like having kids make you grown. Because there's still people that have kids and, you know, they still live with their parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you really haven't, you truly haven't experienced what it means to truly be independent and get out here and work you know, earn your keep, you know, pay your bills, have to maintain a home, uh, cars, insurance, daycare. Like when you have a, 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 a buffer or a comfort zone, like your parents is to me, it's just really hard for you to, for you to speak on like being grown. You know what I'm saying? Cause if we being real, like, I mean, you live with your parents, shit, you can work at McDonald's if we being real and make you a little nine, ten dollars an hour or whatever. And like, you really aren't, I don't want to say you're not a functioning member of society, but, like, you just don't understand what life is like. I typically get on my kids, and I use almost those exact same words. And if I'm a bad person or a bad parent for that, I will be that. Um, however, I don't throw it in my kids' face that I, you know, that, you know, we have a, we put a roof over your head, we put clothes in your back. Honestly, child, we went to the mall today, and hell, I almost had to put a gun to my child's head to, to make him buy something. But I always try to stress to them, like, man, like, we have a we have a brand-new home. We live in a brand-new neighborhood. You go to one of the best schools in the district. Like, we we want to provide you with all the resources to be successful. I don't ever want you to have to feel like you have to revert to doing something illegal or something like that because of where you grew up or how you grew up. That is what I, I, I stress that to my kids all the time. And I hope, and I'm going to play this video for my oldest uh, and let him like me and him and, and just sit down and listen to it. Cause I, I legit want to know how he feels about this, but like I never, I never want my kids to feel like they have to do something illegal or immoral um, because of how they grew up and that put them in a position where they felt like, well, we just got to do this. Absolutely not. Like we make sacrifices so that like our kids can be better than us. Cause ultimately I can put just on the microphone right now. I should tell you the same exact thing, man. If our kids grow up and be lawyers, doctors, astronauts, hell create their own business or a cure for cancer. Like that's a win for us. 
because you know we like hey we hopefully something we said or did or they watched how we moved in life gave them the motivation to go do that cool we happy with that you know what i'm saying so i feel like when when parents bring up things like that there's a lot of there's a lot of things the kids don't mention and it's usually I only really harp on things like that when, like, you know, I ask my kids, you know, every kid has chores, and you're going to hear about this in the the other video, um, but every kid has chores, right? And so ours, very, very simple, very simple instructions, y'all. Like, keep your room clean. Keep your bathroom clean. After dinner, they clean up the kitchen, take the trash out on Monday and Wednesday, everybody cool. Now, whenever they do this, because I think it's as a parent, as a parent, it's very important to establish credibility. So if I tell you, if you do this, you can do almost whatever you want to, or we'll leave you alone. And my wife and I have proven that. When you do your job, when you do what you're supposed to do to earn your little keep around the house, we leave you alone. You want to go out, you want to go out back and hop in the pool? Do that. You want to go hang out with your friends? Do that. We got no problem doing that, right? When you don't do that, it's when I have the problem. And a lot of times, like, kids don't understand. Like, I truly, like, for a long time, hell, even sometimes now, I feel like my kids think that we have a money tree outside, and they can just kind of treat stuff however they want to. And because in their mind, you got to think about it. And I had this conversation with a bunch of dads a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, shout out to uh, Trap Boy Marcel. <laughs> Trap Boy Marcel, Lamar, uh, Mari. Man, we was having this fantastic conversation about like being parents and how, you know, we try so hard to make sure our kids don't struggle, but it kind of handicaps them because they don't know what struggle looks like. So if something breaks in the house, it's not a big deal to them because they know, oh, well, this is broken. Me and Jess going to have a conversation. We're going to get it replaced. And it's there. You know what I'm saying? So they don't, they don't understand the concept of like, man, like I don't care if this vase costs $10. And me and mom worked really hard, you know what I'm saying, to make sure we can buy this nice vase and put it in the house to, you know, make the house a home and make it comfortable. Like, those kind of things bother the hell out of Mario. So I'm just like, you know, as much as I want my kids to have good things and, you know, live in a nice home, I also want you to appreciate what you have because when you eventually move out of my home, you are going to look at the things that you actually spend your money on way different because it, it hit different when you pay for it. When you pay for that trash can or you pay for that vase and it break, it hit different versus when you at home and you break the vase. You know, repercussion for that. But when it's yours and it's a piece of your house, you're like, man, I had to save up six months to do this and it broke. Life hit different. That's why I say, like, man, you know, when people talk about being grown and stuff, and you live with your parents, like, I. I I respect my boy Adrian say I respectfully disagree on you know you being grown because you have not experienced in true independence from like your parents or a guardian. You don't understand that. So I under I totally understand what she's saying, but I just want to give my useless two cents on that as to why. And you guys may feel totally different, but when she says things like that, is I I would hope that my kids don't never feel like. Um, they're a burden to us by no stretch of the imagination. However, I want you to understand that like every, the, the roof that's under your head came with a huge sacrifice. Like from both of us, that's 
time in other countries, long hours, you know what I'm saying, grinding to get promoted and get pay raises and things like that so we can be in this position. And that is important because once you understand or you learn to appreciate the sacrifice to get things, man, your, your level of appreciation is way different. So I I would hope that as parents that we are explaining that to our kids. And I, like I said, I try, and I'm not always the greatest at it. I would I will admit that, but I I hope that my kids understand it. Is I don't get on you about you know we put you here and we have make sure you have this like as like a means of like well you know I we would have a lot more if you weren't here. Absolutely not. But I want you be I want you to be appreciative of the space that you have because. There's a lot of people that aren't as blessed because that's exactly what we all are in, in in this home. We a lot of people aren't as blessed as we are to be in the position that we're in to have the things that we have, the little that we have that we may not even view as a lot. But man, that's that's a lot to a lot of people, you know. So, part three. Oh, you're pretty. That's why the first person to tell you you're pretty. I'm glad my mama never. They say your parent and your family is your first bully. Point out every insecurity you have, and then you wanna, you want your kids to feel beautiful and smart and go to school with people who telling them the same thing you tell them. That's not gonna work. You can't, you can't wanna be your children's love and shelter, but you're not that. That's materialistic things. If God was only materialistic to you, you will feel hurt. You need to have your spirit be healed. You need to have your spirit be fed. It's okay to have clothes and shoes and all this stuff, but what about my spirit? What about my emotions? What about my mental state? You can't be, you, you look pretty on the outside. You got me nice shoes. You got me nice things. But I'm struggling on the inside. One is, some people want to commit suicide, but they look good on the outside. Y'all focus on the outside so much that you don't take the time. You say you listen to your children, but nine times out of ten, you're not really listening because we don't feel safe. You say you create a safe space, but that's nine times ten is not true. Because even though my parents never hit me or they never threatened to hit me, the... They words hurt even worse. It, well, you telling me, uh, I'm, you never say you disappointed in me, but your body language show it all. You, you look at me like I'm just some, like you can't believe I, you raised this. Some people say to tell kids, I can't believe I raised somebody like this. Well, if you raised me so, so beautifully that you shared you, uh, I'm, you never say you disappointed in me, but your body language show it all. You you look at me like I'm just some like you can't believe I you raised this. Some people say to tell kids, I can't believe I raised somebody like this. Well, if you raised me so so beautifully that you shared you with, how come I ended up like this? It's a lot of things that go into having a kid. And some people don't even some people res- end up resenting their kids when they have them too young mm. or they have them with the wrong person. Some people just realize that you sometimes it's too late to recognize the trauma because when you get older and I don't have to spend time with you, how often do you see me? When I don't have to live with you no more, how often do you see me? When I have my, some people get jobs, some people hang out with friends' house because they don't want to go home. And you don't, you refuse to recognize that you yourself have caused your child's trauma, whether you want to admit it or not. And that's the issue. So, that was heavy. Let's talk about the thing that jumps out the most to me. Optics. Um, 
one of the things. So let, let me. Okay, let's start here. Let's start here. My biggest fear as a parent is that my kids would go somewhere else. They would go to a coach, one of our friends, uh, you know, family friends or whatever, and they would feel like where they are is a safe space. Like they, they don't feel like where they are at home is a safe space. And like literally these people who like didn't birth them, like get the raw, um, the core of who they are as kids. I hope that makes sense. That is my biggest fear in life. Sadly, I see this way too much. There's literally any, literally, I, I refer back to this episode, and it's so funny because whenever I, whenever I mention the podcast with Leon, uh, Real People, Real Purpose, with my, my boy Leon, who I coach with, man, whenever I revert back to this podcast, man, I tell you, the numbers, just, the numbers just keep going up. We just keep getting these little notifications. But, man, a lot of times, like, how you may view your kids as a, as a, as a parent when us, you know, people who are, you know, uh, mentors and leaders, you know, in, in our communities, like when we see y'all kids, they are totally different. And it's because they don't have a lot of respect for you guys as parents. Now, here's where optics come into play. I understand where we are in the era of social media. I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't agree with it, but I see where we are. Um, optics are important. Like appearing to have everything in order is important. Uh, appearing to care or have uh, this long, strong opinion about whatever political stance or whatever the the flavor of the month in society is. I, I understand this that that's important for people. You want to make your profile picture black uh, or black out your profile picture. Or, you want to put a, a prayers for Ukraine, even though you probably ain't got on your knees one time and pray for Ukraine. But I get it. Like optics are important. The problem is your kids see those optics too. So when you take a million pictures of, the, of your kids and you talk about, you know, how much they mean to you and all this kind of stuff, man, that, that's awesome to us. But like I said, like at the end of the day, remember, once you put that phone down, you still got to live with these kids and kids ain't stupid. They not stupid at all. And all they see is you ignoring them. You're not paying them no attention. You're giving, you know, your social media or, you know, your whatever flavor of the month you got, you're giving that thing, that person, that piece of technology, you're giving that more attention than you're giving the kids that you birth or, you know, you help conceive, you know, take two to tango. Um, your kids notice that and they they have no choice. And I'm telling you, like, if you really sit down and have a conversation with your kids, man, your kids will probably tell you some very eye opening shit about you. Um, but understand it like a lot of times, like kids only going to compete for your attention for so long. Like they're not going they're not going to go. And, you know, nowadays, sadly, most days they're not going to win over Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or uh, Snapchat or whatever. They're not going to win with some of y'all parents because some of y'all don't ever put y'all phone down for nothing. Hell, your kid could be running around on fire 
And y'all will not pay no attention because you're scrolling through just to get that next like in or to see who likes your post. Your kids don't forget stuff like that. And in turn, and she said this so beautifully, man. I, I respect this little girl so much. Like, when you, what did she say? When you treat us, when you when you say that you love us and you don't show it, we're in turn forced to go out in the world and get loved by people who may pretend that they love us. Man, do you, as a parent, do you know how heavy that is? And that that goes that goes deeper than, you know, like chores and things like that, but like really pouring into your kids. And like one of the things that I like struggle with is that I don't want to say I wasn't loved as a child, but clearly like the things that like kids deal with now, I didn't really deal with growing up like that. So like just not really have to like tailor how we attack certain situations because what I would do in in my kid's situation when I was growing up is totally different from what Jessica would do. But what either one of us would do probably wouldn't even remotely be acceptable in today's society. Oh, Jesus, I didn't want this. But like, wouldn't be acceptable in this society. So that's why, like, trying to keep those lines of communication open with your kid because a lot of times that's half the battle. And as, as smart as our kids are these days, as smart as our kids are, you know, they literally have, me and Jessica talk about this all the time, they literally have the world at their fingertips. Anything they want to know, they can literally open up a tab, a tab it or a phone and they can, they can get it like without, you know, we had the, the Dewey decimal system in the library, you know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, word of mouth magazines or articles and things like that. Like, but these kids are so much smarter and they're way more resourceful uh, than we ever were when we were growing up. And like, sometimes for me, it's hard, it's hard to, to comprehend like some of the issues that my kids have. Cause I'm like, bro, literally, you can literally look up at whatever you're asking me. But a lot of times they just, they want to have that conversation with you. And I've, I've tried to get better at doing that instead of just like shooing them away. Like, man, like, go look it up. Like, the same amount of energy you put into trying to figure out how to beat a video game or watching your little homeboys play video games, that's the same energy you can put into learning about this school project or, you know what I'm saying, just some random day. I was talking about animals and stuff in my house. But like, it, I'm not gonna lie. It does get under my skin sometimes that our kids go to go to Jessica a lot more than they go to me about things. Especially my oldest, like he goes to Jessica about like relationship stuff, which is crazy. Because I'm like, she ain't got no game. Oh, so Jessica said I'm not. In, she said I'm not inviting. But so this is actually this is actually a very good point. So having differing parenting styles like it's super important because like you know like sometimes like miles may kind of appreciate how direct i am but Jaden may not and like vice versa so like i i want to say i don't take things very seriously but majority of the things in life i don't take serious i have just made peace with the fact that life is too short and i refuse to like die early because i'm stressed out over some shit right so I have this way, and it's normally when I deal with adults. I have this way of lighting, lightening the mood so people feel comfortable sharing whatever it is they want to share. Literally, I was in San Antonio, and I was having a conversation uh, with some of my friends last week. Shout out to Tammy, uh, Monty, Sarah, my boy Pat. Appreciate y'all link, uh, linking up with me. But, like, the waitress came over, and she was asking us how we were doing. 
And I said, man, how are you doing? You know, and we were cracking jokes and things like that. And the next thing you know, this lady was, she done pulled, she done uh, kicked up on the side. And she's telling us about her her son and how her she her husband left her. And she realized she, like, blew the best thing that happened to her. And, you know, how she messed up. And, like, now her son is crazy. But, like, I have this way of using humor to make people comfortable. And so that that's just my approach to life. If I can make you laugh, you got something going on. If I can put a smile in your face, man, I take that's why there's there's rarely a moment in my office or anywhere I've ever worked. There's rarely a moment where somebody in my office talking to me about something because they understand that like, I'm going to try to lighten the mood and then you can get off what you got to get off. Well, my oldest son, he don't like that. So like, you know, I try to track, try to crack jokes and kind of ease the tension just to let him know like I'm not here like to choke you out you know what I'm saying I'm not here like to kill you but like I want to you know lighten the mood so if you feel comfortable talking to me about something like we can have that conversation but I just want to make sure like everything is cool so like you're not like holding bits and pieces back because obviously you know like mental health or like kids and things like that like it's, it's super scary man because like you know a, a kid is a a Snapchat or a, a post with no likes away legit from like hanging himself in the bathroom. So like anything I can do to kind of lighten the mood, like I try to do it. Except my kid don't like that. So he normally goes to Jessica and him and Jessica have like this kind of quasi serious conversation. And I just, I, I can't do that. Like I, I can't because, and maybe when he gets older, he'll understand it. But I'm just like, man, like I, nah, man, like, Life is too short, and a lot of the problems that you have right now, like, they're very short-term. So, like, enjoy life for the moment. Make the best decision that makes the most sense for you. And then you keep pushing. Like, you keep move, you keep moving on. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I, your, approach, your approach is important. So, you know, I love the fact that people, like, take pictures of their kids, and, you know, you're, you, you know, you're making your, your memories. But make sure when you put your phone down, you're continually trying to pour into your kid's life. Because at the end of the day, man, you please nuts don't do shit. But like, I would hate for your kids to resent you and you have all these pictures where it looked like they loved you, but deep down you never really took the time to like pour into your kids. And God forbid if you have uh if you have like daughters or things like that, man, I can I can tell you just from personal experience, like being in college and even high school, man, like it would be so easy sometimes. Or, like, seeing girls, like, do some stuff that their parents probably wouldn't be proud of. You know what I'm saying? Just keeping it a being with you. And it would it would be so easy because, I mean, you just, a lot of these girls legit, you could just tell them that they, you like them, they're cute, they got a nice butt, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And they would literally be willing to do anything for you. And I'm like, man, that's, and I've always said this, like, I, I pray to God, my, my, if I have a daughter, she's never like this. Imagine my daughter, that girl works the ground I walk on. Like, there's, I can do no wrong in her eyes. But, like, I want her to understand it. Like, like, I love her. And, like, people have to earn your trust and they have to earn your love. And, like, that comes from me and Jessica, like, really pouring into her life and letting her know. Because if we don't, man, that's, my God, man, if you, if you beefing with your kids now, like, man, you don't know what dude, what kind of slick-talking dude is going to be around and saying whatever kind of, you know, feel-good stuff for them to make them, you know, happy. And you don't know what your kid could be doing simply because you spend more time pouring into everybody else and every other thing in your life except your actual kids. Do better. Now, 
going to transition to this next young lady. Now, like I said, the first part, beautiful rendition. This young lady has got to be like, I don't know. She got a 1982 shirt on, so she might be a little older. She might be pushing 38, 37 numbers right here, right? But, like, she is on, like, this attack on black parents, and then she explains why. Now, this video is probably about four minutes long. We're going to let it run. And then I'm gonna kind of tell you how I feel about it. So she's giving the she's giving the top reasons why uh, why your kids hate you. Now she's specifying this to black parents, BT does. But uh, I don't know. I've seen some white parents have the same issue. So listen up. She's never mind. Just listen up. The first thing every black parent needs to stop doing to their kid is beating the shit out of them, especially when they're getting in trouble for shit that they can't motherfucking control or when it's something that could have been handled a different way. I personally believe that beating your child is a slave situation. I believe that that comes from a slave mentality and I believe that people who beat their kids are horrible people. I don't give a fuck. It's one thing to tap your kid or pull their ear or just like hit them once in a while whatever but when you're gonna sit there and like beat the shit out of your kid beat them with a belt put them leaning on salt <coughs> haitians yeah my haitian parents that's for you my foreign black parents that's for you i don't understand how you could kneel your child on salt beat them senseless with a shoe with a wire with a stick and all this extra shit and think it's cute think it's okay think it's funny think it's justified just because your kid is getting bad grades your kids talked back to you your kids pissed you off your kids didn't clean first of all get the kid a fucking tutor second of all talk to your fucking kid third of all address the fucking issue that's making your kid act out instead of resorting to violence when you sit there and you resort to violence when it comes to disciplining a child they internalize that and in turn think that it is okay to resolve their problems with conflict i personally don't understand why people haven't grasped this yet but if you haven't thought about it this way you're welcome you have to think about it that way because a lot of people don't and that's why we have so many aggressive ass kids out there that don't want to fight they just want to shoot that don't want to talk they just want to kill that don't want to have any type of human interaction when they have a conflict they think oh okay well this is how my mom or my dad treated me this is how i resolve conflict and that's why we have so many problems out there it all starts at home you know especially with the bullying and all that extra shit it all starts at home you know what the studies suggest most bullies have been bullied at home and that's why they take it other places so please take this shit seriously stop beating the shit out of your kids and justifying it it makes no sense it makes no sense to me how you guys can justify beating kids if you put your hands on another adult you're going to fucking jail that's illegal. You can't do that shit. For whatever reason, we justify putting our hands on kids just because they belong to us. They piss us off or whatever the case may be, or they misbehave. You're way bigger than that child. You are stronger than that child. You have child. that child. You're literally exploiting a power struggle and that's not okay. I said what the fuck I said. The next one has to be adultification. I can't tell you how many people I grew up with in high school, shit, even in middle school, that literally couldn't come to school because they had to watch their siblings. There are parents out there that take their kids out of school and out of extracurricular activities so that their kids can be an additional parent. That's crazy. Well, it's not my motherfucking fault that most of y'all have bad taste in partners and go out and date people that leave you high and dry with kids that barefoot and pregnant. I don't believe that anyone should sit there and subject their child to such bullshit and tomfoolery. That's your business. Tom That's your fault. 
I don't like that shit. It actually really bothers me. When you're depriving your child of an education, you're depriving your child of extracurriculars, you're depriving them of a future. Those extracurriculars, that school or whatever is going to get them out of that situation that can lead them to making more money and more opportunities that can in turn help you. When you keep them out of school and you keep them out of doing whatever, they're going to do the same dumb shit you did. You're stressing them out. You're making them sad. You're making them depressed. What are they going to do? Turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, turn to sex, turn to this, turn to that and essentially end up probably being a single parent themselves because you push them in that route. It's not even just the whole taking your kids out of work to essentially be a parent or expecting your kids to be an additional parent. It's the whole idea of expecting them to run errands like an adult. Like why are y'all sitting there expecting your kids to do grocery shopping? Why are y'all sitting there expecting your kids to do four or five loads of laundry all by themselves? I understand you work. I understand you probably don't have the time, but it is not that child's responsibility to do your adult responsibility. You be a motherfucking adult. Your kid should be able to help, and if they want to help, they should have the choice of helping, but not helping to the extent where they actually end up taking on the load of an adult. I'm not saying chores are a problem, okay? Washing dishes, doing laundry in the house, and stuff like that is nothing. I don't think that's a problem. I believe all kids deserve a sense of responsibility, but when you're sitting there and you're putting so much responsibility on them to the point where they're overwhelmed or putting so much responsibility on them to the point where they're essentially a third or a second parent that's a problem and it's not okay because y'all be the same ones that want to pop all this shit like oh you think you grow who the fuck do you think you are you think you this you think you that well yeah bitch I practically pay all the damn bills. It's probably not with my money, depending, because sometimes I've seen a lot of people where as soon as their kid turns 16, now they want rent, now they want this, now they want that. How the fuck do you expect the kid to save up for their future? How the fuck do you expect them to save up for college if you're taking all their money and you ain't got no fucking money in order to put them through college or in order to put them through trade school or to help them be what they want to be in life? Okay. All right. Like I said, she was on a route, a wild rampage. And uh, we're going to get into what she just said in a second, but I want to backtrack for a second I 100% agree with the whole beating your kids thing um so full disclosure like when <laughs> when I was growing up I probably got like some tier one ass whoopings right like a lot of people around my age man like got some tier one ass whoopings and um did I deserve them probably I don't know this could be Stockholm Syndrome I'm talking I don't know but um as I got older and I had kids and obviously Jaden was kind of kind of child number one. So, you know, we used to spank him and stuff. But then as I got older, I was like, this is really not effective at all. Then it started making me think like, man, like, why was my mom so quick to like beat my ass for everything? Like, wouldn't it have made sense to probably explain to me why this was, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like she said, like, and I actually agree with this, like, man, like, beating your kids because they made bad grades. Why not get them a tutor? You know what I'm saying? Like, little things like that. Now, mind you, the resources may not always have been there or be there. But, like, man, it's it's kind of weird to me sometimes to see people in 2022 beating their kids' ass. Now, some of y'all got some badass kids. And, like, I mean, like, real badass kids. And the thing that bothers me about people with, like, bad, bad kids is, like, they kind of know it, but they act like they don't know it and that's that's scary now i don't i'm not telling you, you should you should beat your kids ass i'm, I'm never gonna uh, tell you how to discipline your kids per se but man just i don't know man sometimes redirected don't work with every kid 
But like she's she's absolutely right. And like I really wish as a society we would kind of kind of get out of the, the violent part because man, like a lot of times like kids grow up and they start getting their ass beat. Like a lot of times when they have conflicts or they're confused, like they really do just resort to violence. Now mind you, I can make the, the argument and say, Well, I got my ass beat when I was a kid and I turned out okay. Therapists will probably tell you something totally different, though. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a bunch of different aspects of my life that I'm literally getting ready to, you know, jump back into uh, to address because I look at it like, man, like, maybe, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the grades or maybe it wasn't that I cleaned my room. Like, what if my mom would just be my ass out of sheer frustration for what life was like? You know what I'm saying? Like, being a single mom or, you know, I don't know, like, you know, having a hard time paying the bills. Like, I don't, I don't know. And like going back to like communication, like, man, like as you get older, man, I, I really wish like my mom and I like could have conversations like that. Like those really like, man, like what were you going through then? You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of times like parents try to like shield their kids from different things, you know, going on in life. But like, man, as you get older, like to me, like, to me, those are like invaluable lessons because we we made it through, like we persevered through those things, right? So, man, like why, like why not like share those things? Because to me, those are the kind of things that help break generational curses. Like those are the things that say, hey, like man, like I just knew, like if I did wrong, I got my ass beat. I did wrong, I got my ass beat. So when I have kids, when they do wrong, I get my ass beat. And instead of saying, hey, like listen. Life was way different back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had all this going on, and maybe you just picked the absolute wrong time to do something ignorant. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so be it. But, you know, and that's, to me, like, having those open lines of communication as a parent, even to your children, like, that is invaluable, man. And, like, that's that's how you break those those horrible habits and, you you know, try to eradicate some of those, those violent behaviors that a lot of kids had or, like, when they struggle trying to express their emotions, uh, other than anger, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just like fear just leads them down a violent path. And it seems crazy, but like, if that's what they were exposed to as a kid, like, that could very well be a thing. Now, let's jump into the second part of what she said. I 100% don't, don't agree with this at all, right? So, hear me out. When one of the biggest things I have with kids is, you know, feeling like there are certain things you shouldn't do. So when she mentions like washing clothes or like grocery shopping and like those are like adult behaviors. So my question is always like, man, like what is like, when is a good time to, uh, when is a good time to show responsibility or when is a good time to start teaching your child about responsibility? I don't know in what world it is to have kids uh, washing clothes as like some kind of form of slavery or something. This is so. This is the problem. And I think this is why uh, we've gotten so accustomed to having kids just in our house forever. Because if you wait until your kid is like twenty one, twenty, twenty two years old to teach them how to like wash clothes and shit, or just like simply going grocery shopping, those are like super invaluable skills. Like even right now, if I, I guarantee you, if I went to the grocery store with my oldest son and said, "Hey," You know all the stuff we eat during the week, right? I need you to go in the store and get that. Man, I guarantee you his mom would be scrambling a million miles an hour. But just imagine there were little things that he went, all right, so, like, we're going to make spaghetti. 
Let's get all the stuff that makes spaghetti. Like those that teaches him organization. Make a little list. Make sure I go through the list. Then we start talking finances. What's more uh, cost effective to you? Like like there there are lessons in doing those things. Or just like washing clothes. Washing clothes. <laughs> Listen, I was washing my own clothes when I was in I think middle school, high school. Like I was washing my own clothes. It was usually because something I wanted to wear. I didn't want to wait for you know my mom or dad to start washing clothes or whatever. So I washed and dried. You know, folding my clothes and all that. Me and my wife go back and forth about this all the time because my oldest don't wash his clothes. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, we, you 16 years old, you're fully functional. You know what I'm saying? You should be washing your own clothes, learning how to fold your clothes, like put your clothes back up. You know, to me, that's a part of like maintaining your room and all that kind of stuff. So, I, like I said, we ain't perfect. There, there are things that we are, we're working on and we're trying to, like I always say on, when I'm on the basketball court, we're trying to get 1% better every day. You know what I'm saying? But um, in conclusion here, because I ain't going to be, I said I wasn't going to be too long and I'm over an hour. But, like, there is some grace that should be shown to parents and children. And a lot of the things that these parents, that these kids are complaining about with their parents really can be resolved with communication and paying your kids' attention. Like, every everything that they mention literally comes from a lack of communication and a lack of paying attention to your kids. 100%. Also, and I've said this several times, parenting does not come with a manual. Sometimes I think like it's easy for, for kids to, you know, have all these expectations and demands and not understand like, man, like, you know, maybe we can't do this because this got to be done. And, you know, I've, I've even heard kids say, well, like, I didn't choose to be here. Yeah, but like you know how wild it is to like to say to like your parents because it's like man, you, as a parent you want an opportunity to give your kids a great life. You want to be able to procreate. You want to see what a little you comes you know comes out like. And there there are things that come with that that are you know your trials and your tribulations and things like that. That comes with the territory. But man, to like I I don't know if how 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 I would react if my kids like well I didn't choose to be here no you didn't choose to be here but I chose for you to be here because I want you to be great I want you to go and be better than me in life so it's almost like kids have this I told you they're smart but they're not as smart as they think they are sometimes but like they have created this thing where like they feel like they know everything and mind you I do feel like you can just spoon feed certain things to. You know, kids, until they're at a, a level of maturity where they can handle it. But man, like, I feel like there's a a lot of a lot of this could be avoided with just you know just having simple conversations with your kids. Now, mind you, I don't think your kids should be sitting down talking about bills and things like that. But like, yo, explaining to them, like, listen, like I said, like, hey, and you got a whole, you got this whole room, you know, bathroom, this awesome stuff to yourself. Like, hey, why don't we make a conscious effort to you know, just make sure our stuff is clean. Or, like, flip the script on and say, hey, like, what if you got some friends that want to come up? Could your friends come over right now if your stuff looks like that? You know what I'm saying? So, like, take some pride in what you're doing now. Man, my first car was a a, a Toyota Corolla. It was my, my parents' like old car. My dad had got hit by a deer. So, like, the whole left side of the car, like, was dead, was caved in, right? So, literally, to open the door, there was, like, a little piece of wire and the, it was like a hard piece of wire. It came from in from in the door and it curled out. And when I wanted to open the door, I had to like take the wire and push it, like push it up, and then it would open the door. 
Now, to some people, hell, I don't even know how kids will react to that these days. Oh, and the transmission was slipping. So, like, you could be, I could be driving, and, like, I would drive, and, like, if I stop somewhere and I turn, like, it would just randomly start, like, the car would almost be in neutral. So, like, and I have to, like, bring it back down and hope it would kind of catch and lock in. Most kids these days will go crazy if they had a situation like that. But not me. I'm going to tell you what I did. My car was always clean. People like people used to want to rile me because I, my AC was always cold. My heat was always kicking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I treated that car like it was a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made sure it was clean on the outside. Hell, I even went and got, uh, I learned how to put, like, speakers in the back. Uh, not like 12, like little door speakers and all that. And I put a radio in there. I literally treated this like it was my dream car. And like from those lessons, just like taking responsibility and being thankful for the little things I had in life, man, it made me appreciate the first car I bought. Because now I was like, man, like this is, this is like my, this is, this is me. This is me. And it was such an easy transition because I had made the effort to want to say, hey, before I get the things I before I can afford or, or am presented with the opportunity to get something nicer, I want to make sure I appreciate the things I have now. As a parent, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for any parent that is actively involved in their kids' lives, like that's really all you want. That's really all we want. We tell you about, you know, where you live, a roof over your head, and those kind of things, man, it's not to make you feel like a burden at all. But it's to let you know that like, I want you to appreciate the sacrifices that have been made for you to live the life that you live. And you don't have to wake up every day and say, oh, mother, oh, father, thank you uh, for giving me this awesome opportunity. No, no, no. No parent is going to ask you to do that. Show us what your actions, though. You know what I'm saying? Treat your little space, the little things that you take care of. Man, treat that like that's your house. Like, that's your fortress. I'm going to have the cleanest bathroom in the house. My room going to be spotless. You know what I'm saying? Like, little things like that. Because when you eventually move out of your house, like, legit move out of your house, you have your own stuff, man, it's, it's invaluable. It's, it's invaluable. So, I feel like, you know, this will be, be a problem for a long time, man. Because, like I said, uh, just as much as we get on kids about being, uh, having issues with like electronics, man. Trust me, his parents out there is probably worse than kids most days. But uh, you know, just going back to the conversation we, I had a couple weeks ago with Adrian on his podcast, man. A lot of taking our 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 neighborhoods and our kids back, and it starts with stuff like this. Like it starts with what we do at home, planting those seeds early, opening lines of communication, being very transparent about things. You know what I'm saying? introducing ways to be responsible and appreciative of the things they have. So when they go out in the world, they don't have to worry about this other dumb shit or they know how to handle themselves in certain situations because they're able to sit and talk to you about them instead of having to somebody else on the street, like explaining them how life is because you're too busy scrolling Facebook and posting pictures, letting us, you know, assume that you, your life is so great. It's Mario's useless two cents, man. I really hope y'all enjoyed this podcast today because I really enjoy doing this. Um, I got another class coming up uh, next week, next Sunday. So we may be out of pocket for the next week or two. I'm not sure, um, but I'll let you know. If not, you know, I'll, I'll post something and let you guys know. Uh, but be on the lookout for uh, the merch announcement. Like I said, we'll go live. Like, just not go live. We'll hold the shirts up. 
and kind of show you and uh you know like support you know what i'm saying like support share and uh we're gonna keep this train rolling but until next time man make sure you make real memories open up those lines of communication i challenge everybody like even if you don't have kids like man play with your parents or you know like you know listen to it and tell me what you think but if you have kids man go back and play this video it should be on my instagram page for sure should be on a Facebook page, I believe. It's always weird sharing it. But, like, sit your kids down, put the electronics away, and play this video and have an open dialogue with your kids just to see if this is how they feel about you. Because I guarantee you that you heard the hand claps and the screams in the background. That little girl wasn't alone in how she felt. There was a lot of kids in that room agreeing with her. How would you feel if you're sleeping in the house right now with your kids and your kids don't trust you enough or they don't love you enough to take any kind of advice you give them because you've you've pretty much made them a, a secondary option. You haven't poured into their lives. So now they got to go talk to Coach Mario or, you know, their they little friends is doing all the ratchet shit, you know what I'm saying, to get advice on life. If that doesn't bother you as a parent, you fucking failed and you suck. But... There's hope that you can get better. Hopefully, it's not too late, though. Until next time, man, y'all be easy. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, all that great stuff. Don't forget to laugh, empower, and showcase somebody this week, man. Until next time, thank y'all for listening. My therapist made me do this podcast with Mario and friends.